0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound
1: the battle cry.
0: Two men, 15
1: minutes, eternal oh, impact. Welcome to Text Talk. Hello there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. How you doing today? Lord
0: I am fantastic. That's a great way to be. And. We're reading Psalm 28 again. I think you
1: have a New International Version in your hand. You want to read that for us? Yeah, here we go. From the NIV, Psalm 28 of David. To you I call, O Lord, my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me. For if you remain silent, I will be like those who have gone down to the pit. Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help. As I lift up my hands toward your most holy place. Do not drag me away with the wicked, with those who do evil, who speak cordially with their neighbors, but harbor malice in their hearts. Repay them for their deeds and for their evil work. Repay them for what their hands have done and bring back upon them what they deserve. Since they show no regard for the works of the Lord and what his hands have done, he will tear them down and never build them up again. Praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy, and I will give thanks to him in song. The Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Amen. Amen. Wow, what a what a wonderful psalm.
0: We have really been into the depths of despair, honestly, into the pits of anxiety and the struggle of wrestling with my own sins. And wondering, why would God, when he sees the sins that I've committed and he knows and remembers the things that I've done, why would he do anything other than sweep me away with all the wicked people? David has been asking in these past several psalms, make a distinction don't remember me according to the work of my hands. Remember me according to your steadfast love, your faithfulness, your mercy, and your grace. Now those wicked people over there, remember them according to the work of their hands. Yeah, he
1: doesn't ask for a pass for the wicked. He doesn't say, God, don't judge anybody because we're all in the same boat down here. He is appealing to a merciful God who will save his people. While I, bringing justice upon the wicked.
0: Okay, a bomb just went off in my head when you said that. Yeah. Okay, let me, let me make sure I can remember the way you said it. When, when, you, when you made the comment about he's not saying don't judge anyone mm-hmm. just because we're all in the same boat. Yeah. The other mistake is judge everyone because we're all in the same boat. Mm. You know, the, what he demonstrates is we're in different boats, but the boats aren't what most people think. Most people think that what Christianity is about is there are some people in the boat of being sinners and there are some people in the boat of being perfect. Mm -hmm. And so then they look at Christians and say, you guys just think you're better than everybody else. Those aren't the boats. Those aren't the boats. Uh, If we're talking about having sinned, we're all in the same boat where the boat diverges, where we end up in different boats and where we end up on different roads and paths and ways have to do with what we talked about yesterday. Do I regard the work of Yahweh or do I not? Do I lift up my own work? Mm-hmm. And that lifting up my own work can come in several ways, several ways. But we covered that yesterday. I don't even listen, honestly. As much, we've had a couple of conversations this week, and as much as we've struggled even just in getting out some of the things we're wanting to say about this, I'm not sure that I am qualified to to really express the beauty of the meaning behind this psalm. Mm. But today, I do want to get to the part that is most meaningful, Mm. and that
1: is, blessed be the Lord. He has heard my pleas. Yeah, amen for that. While the psalm begins with saying, God, hear me, God, hear me. If you don't, I'll be like those in the pit. Yeah, but when we come to the conclusion, verse six, and David has the confidence he has been heard. And I don't
0: think this is confidence that he will be heard. I think this is this is a recognition. This is a yeah. meditation on something has happened. That lets David know I have been heard. I have been praying that you will not sweep me away with the wicked, and I have been heard. I know you. You have you have convinced me. You mm-hmm. have convicted me, and and I know mm-hmm. that I am being saved from the wrath
1: of God. What a beautiful, wonderful place to be. So beginning from that place, I know I've been heard, and there's an, an implication there that not only have I been heard, but my request has been granted. This leads then to this, um, you know, praise after praise, praise for hearing me, um, being my strength. I see that in uh, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. Think think about that real
0: quick. If I can just break in on yeah. the Lord is my strength and my shield. When I say that the Lord is my strength, whose hands am I giving regard to and whose yeah. work am I giving regard to? Absolutely. Giving it to the Lord's. In other words, anything I do, when, when I talk about what 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 I have to do and the obedience that I've offered, I understand that it is because of the strengthening hand Of God. I'm not I'm not saying that God has forced me to do something or God has predestined me to do something. It's just the recognition that apart from God, I could not
1: do this. Well, that's where I was going, that in saying those things, he is my strength. It's recognizing that I am weak and that I have been weak to say that he is my shield means that i need protection and what we've already observed is it's not protection from the wicked in this psalm it's protection from the righteous wrath of god again that call for protection was where the psalm began 28 verse 1 o lord my rock the cleft of the rock the the shield and the protection is found there And again, or excuse me, now here in verse seven, it's the thanksgiving for being that and for providing that. It's strength, it's protection and the shield. He praises God because the Lord is his helper. I am helped in verse seven, which means that he can trust him. The Lord does not disappoint him. And it brings about great joy. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices and my song, I will praise him. And he talks about blessed be the
0: Lord and ends with bless your heritage. Remember the the whole thing began oh, yeah, like with, if you don't eight. listen to me, I will be like those going down to the pit. In our Monday conversation, we highlighted one of the big things about that is being ashamed. Yeah. How does this end? It, it ends with, I am blessed, mm. which, wait a minute, that. Ties us into where the Psalms began, Mm -hmm. doesn't it?
1: Blessed Mm -hmm.
0: is the man Mm -hmm. who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of the sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but meditates on his law daily. Yes. He will be blessed. And this is where David finds himself, not because he has been perfect. But because the Lord's way has been his way, and when he struggles and stumbles, it's the Lord's way that he walks back to. It's the Lord's way that is his standard. It's the Lord's way that is his guide.
1: You know, I'm just keying in even as you're saying that. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Part of this distinction is in understanding which way is the Lord pulling here, Is he pulling because he wants you to be lost and he's pulling you back towards the wicked so that he can zap you and bring judgment on Mm -hmm. you? Or is he pulling for you? He's on your side to help you and lift you up and you seek him and he brings you along in his way. And trusting in the Lord happens in two ways. It happens primarily by
0: saying the Lord has said, do this, I do it. Sure, But the second way is, well, I fell. I didn't do it. But trusting in the Lord means I know I can come back to him. I'm going to return. I'm going to return to his way. His way is my standard. I don't I don't continue on in my way and continue in the perversion and the distortion and pursuing my own ends. I come back to his way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk in his paths of steadfast love and faithfulness. I'm going to follow him in his paths of righteousness. I'm going to repent. I'm going to to repent. I want to walk through a little exercise here as we're considering this. And we we have admitted in earlier conversations that it, unless there is a heading that tells us when this was written, it is nigh impossible to know exactly when. <laughs> yeah, But it is an interesting exercise sometimes to walk through. And here's what I found. In fact, I was talking with someone the other day, a little Facebook conversation where they were referencing one of our earlier Psalms, and I had posited a theory about when it was written. And they said, well, you know, I had never thought about that. You're kind of pulling me that way. I don't know. And I said, look, that's fine. That's fine. You know, I just, at some point though, I start to believe David could only have written so many Psalms in that cave hiding from Saul. (laughs) He could have only written so many Psalms that night that he had to run away from Absalom. Right. And it's just like, it's like every Psalm we look at it, it goes into one of those two places. If I were going to pinpoint where this psalm might be, I think of two other places. Well, good. And People the, love variety. The two other places <laughs> that I think this might have happened is, well, you know, after the whole Bathsheba-Uriah thing, okay. that this may be a meditation on when Nathan said to him, after you're the man, mm-hmm. but then when David repents and Nathan says, all right, you're not going to die.
1: Mm.
0: You're not going to face this judgment. Or the other is with that census. When okay. David is watching the plague rip through his people and he goes to the Lord and he and he appeals to the Lord and he sets up that altar and the plague is averted. This may be a meditation on that time, on that moment when he's he's seeing this this plague come across and it might wipe him out as much mm-hmm. as it would wipe anyone else out. Mhm. And and what we have, though, is the forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking you out. I'm not sweeping you away with the wicked. And I think this psalm fits much better with one of those two situations sure. than it does with the battles. Because, again, what he's asking for salvation from is judgment and wrath of God, from God not yeah. from these enemies who are around him. Mm-hmm. And he has, something has happened that has caused him to say, God has done it. Mm-hmm. God has heard. He has listened. I will not be swept away, and I am going to praise the Lord. I am going to lift him up. I am going to exalt him and extol his virtues because he has heard. So where does that put us? How does this apply to us,
1: Andrew, to, for us today in Jesus Christ? what What is this saying to you? Well, I know that Ultimately, we are going to know that God is heard, and when we're received into heaven and and we'll be with him in glory forever, that's a wonderful thing. Uh, I think by faith we have great confidence that even in conversion and becoming Christians, our sins are washed away at the time of baptism. We become new in him. Um, There is assurance that he hears our prayers and would grant forgiveness even as we repent today. Uh, we can, again, by faith in his word, have knowledge that he is going to always keep his truth and abide by his covenant. And so when we repent and confess our sins to him, we might know that we are his distinct people and walking right with him. I see a few different places where this comes across to us today. I want to key on what you just
0: said there about covenant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I know today we often think about the covenant God made with Abraham. I'm not sure we think as much about the covenant God made with David. hmm And I think I think that's really important for us and for this psalm, because like at the end of the psalm, David talks about God is the saving refuge of his anointed. Yeah. And there I think referring to himself, referring to the king of Israel, of Judah, that God had made a covenant with Mm -hmm. in Second Samuel seven, a covenant that said, I'm going to love you. I'm going to stay faithful to you. I will I will discipline you with the rod of men, but I will not turn my face away from you. And so David, as he's pleading for God to remember him according to his love and his loyalty, he's calling to mind that covenant. Here's how that applies for us is ultimately the fulfillment of that covenant was not David and was not Solomon and certainly wasn't Rehoboam. Ultimately, it's Jesus. It's the fact that God was going to bring in Jesus, who, of course, did not need to be saved. But God has made a covenant with his people through Jesus. Absolutely. And I am saved by his covenant with Jesus. I'm not saved by how awesome I am. Right. And so that that's the thing for me is knowing that
1: when I'm in Jesus Christ, he hears
0: me when I plead for mercy.
1: Amen to that. We're so glad that you've joined us for the conversation today. Let us know what you're learning as you read the Psalms. Text talk at ChristiansmeetHere.org. Send us an email text talk at ChristiansmeetHere.org. Edwin, why don't you close us out with a word of prayer?
0: God in heaven, thank you so much for the day you've given us. Thank you for your mercy and your grace and for Jesus, your anointed with whom you've made a covenant. And Lord, draw us into your covenant and we are thankful that you have sent your son and we surrender and give our allegiance to him and ask that you remember us based on your covenant with Jesus, not based on the work of our hands. And yet, Lord, at the same time, we commit to you that we're not going to use that covenant as license to pursue our own works and our own ends, but we are going to surrender our lives to Jesus and live by faith in him because we are crucified with him. We love you, Lord. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today.